You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am Kate Madjuke. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Marcus Mosher. Follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And of course, give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. Hit that subscribe button. Leave those five-star reviews. We're headed into week one of the preseason, baby. That's almost real football. Yeah, it's almost real football. I can't wait, Kate, because not only do we get to see, you know, a lot of these rookies, you know, for the first time, but we get to see a lot of players that we didn't, you know, get to see a lot of last year. You know, last year's rookies because there was no preseason uh, to see guys like Jordan Love and some of the other players like that. So I am really, really excited for this year's preseason. So we're going to talk about uh, some teams that we're excited to, to watch this weekend. We're going to talk about the preseason game that happened last Thursday with the Cowboys and Steelers. But before we do that, we've got some a little bit of breaking news. Uh, according to Adam Schefter, the New York Giants have activated Saquon Barkley off the PUP list. Uh, that means he is eligible to start practicing. Uh, it still is, you know, we still need to find out if he's going to be able to play in week one or what his workload is like. Uh, but how excited are you that Saquon is back? I think it's very exciting, but I still have, I still have those those nervous jitters. I will be honest. I have nervous jitters about the Saquon Barkley injury and just the overall tone of the messages we've been hearing. Obviously, being activated from the PUP is the right step in the right direction. He's able to practice. That is all exciting. But everything that we've heard up until this point has indicated that they are still planning to take a, a slow slow and steady approach with Saquon Barkley, which, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of that fantasy value does tell on the fact that uh, he is a three-down running back, and if they're not utilizing him in Mm -hmm. that three-down role, um, I just worry that he is going to get off to a slow start. So currently on Dynasty League football, Saquon Barkley is running back three. Obviously, I don't think this news is going to boost him up at all, but uh, are you okay with him being ranked inside of the top three running backs right now in Dynasty? It has me a little bit uncomfortable. Okay. Um, just We are going into just, year four. We are. So it, we're going into year four. Um, it, we're, he's coming back from a pretty significant torn ACL. But when I'm looking at the running backs going in a very similar range, I, I'm not sure that – like. Jonathan Taylor, for instance, I would rather Mm. have a healthy Jonathan Taylor, even if uh, perhaps the quarterback situation is shaky to at least start the season. Um, Alvin Kamara, I think we need to to be considering him more. And, uh, you know, this comes definitely in the wake of the the Michael Thomas situation. Obviously, he's going to miss some time. But um, I mean, if Michael Thomas is not present in that offense, whether it be for, uh, you know, some maybe contract disputes, as we had heard earlier mm-hmm. this week. Um, I, I just think that the upside, especially in PPR formats, is so high there that I'd rather keep uh, keep my sights on some of these guys that aren't returning from a pretty significant injury like a torn ACL. Um, and maybe those players like Jonathan Taylor who don't have as many touches and miles on the tires just yet. 
All right, so let's say you are someone who is a little bit skeptical of Saquon Barkley, and you are a Saquon owner. You're just you're not convinced that he's going to get back to what we saw as a rookie. You're a little you know concerned about Daniel Jones and the offensive line. Kate, what do you think would be the right time to sell him? Like now that he's off the PUP list, do you wait until we get closer to the season, or do you wait into the season? Like when is the perfect time to sell Saquon? I think you either need to sell him right now uh, before he steps onto the field. Maybe wait until we see a couple of those hype videos because, uh, <laughs> you know, it, they will they're make the rounds. They're coming. We know they're coming. Right? <laughs> they will make the rounds. As soon as he's he's playing, uh, you know, some, some real football, as soon as he's got the pads on, we're going to be seeing the hype videos. It's not to say, again, that Saquon Barkley isn't going to be one of the best running backs in his in, in the NFL. He's only 24 years old, and obviously there's a long ways to go in his career. But it's just, you know, when I'm looking at Dynasty, I'm looking at, uh, you know, that value in the next two to three years. But, I mean, if I'm a team who's going to win right now, I think Saquon Barkley could be a little bit uh, of a liability to you if you mm. don't have the depth to get you through maybe the first half of the season he could be a huge liability for you so um you know in some of these teams where where i do need a um you know a player that i think i can count on maybe a little bit uh, you know who i know is healthier at this given moment um it, i'm i'm kind of looking to to see what assets i can move around can i move a saquon barkley for uh, you know, and Alvin Kamara, if the, the team, uh, you know, if the matchup's mm-hmm. right there, if you can find the right partner and right trading partner, I'd look to return some of that value on Saquon. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's certainly possible. Like, Kate, I, I think you could trade Saquon for Derrick Henry plus right now if you are in a win-now window, right? You could trade Saquon for Ezekiel Elliott plus something else. I, and I... I think those trades are out there, and I, I kind of agree with you. Like, I think the Giants have a very long-term thing with Saquon. Like, it's pretty clear they're not going to give him a bunch of carries right off the bat. I think they know he's the the future of this franchise, right? And I don't think, I just don't think they want to put 400 touches on his body this year. So, if you are in a win now window, maybe this is the time to trade him. Not right now, but maybe in the next month or so is the right time to move him. Yeah, I think you definitely need to do that before maybe we see some more of those concerns. Like if he does start the season off with a slow workload, like we're we're theoretically projecting, mm-hmm. um, but there's one thing to theoretically project it and then actually see it happen on the football field. Because, I mean, we're in the time of infinite possibilities and, you know, well, Saquon could get that workload. So I do think you either need to do it now or you need to hold out until we see him actually uh, produce and see a significant workload. Because I think there is going to be a bit bit of dead space to start the season where you're not going to be able to get uh, quite the value that that you're going to hope for. All right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Stat Hero. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose, including me? Is it really that surprising? <laughs> the game is absolutely rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time than you. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. 
Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is literally going to show you the lineup ahead of time that they are using. No one else does that. You are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it is meant to be, one-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com/lockedon and sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. Make sure you're using that promo code Locked On. All right, Kate, let's talk about the preseason game that happened last Thursday between the Cowboys and Steelers. No big takeaways on the Cowboys side. They they really didn't play very many starters on offense. We should talk about Najee Harris though, uh, Kate, because Najee played quite a bit in this game. He had uh, seven carries in that game. Uh, his first three carries went for 17 yards. Uh, I mean, I know you can't take away a ton from preseason games, especially Hall of Fame games, but it's pretty clear that Najee is going to be the, the workhorse back in Pittsburgh, correct? Oh, it, it is 100%, 100% correct. Um, you do love that, that stat line. His final stat line on the game, not overly impressive but like you said first three carries went for 17 yards it's so hard not to be falling into the hype but I mean like you said Marcus this was a hall of fame game so this is not um (laughs) this is nothing significant these are these are uh reps in an NFL offense though and the fact that they are looking to get him any any bit of experience that they possibly can is super encouraging for me and you know Mm -hmm. what Looking behind him on that depth chart, I mean, the the most notable player was Kalen Balaj, and we already know what Kalen Balaj is. Um, I I think he's he's so safe in this work workhorse role. Um, we're hearing just nothing but hype out of camp. Uh, ESPN's reporter for the Steelers, Brooke Pryor, tweeted today: Najee Harris just dragged Melvin Ingram into the end zone on seven shots. They're in pads. Ingram looked like he was tackling at full strength. Najee was just stronger. You got to be so psyched. And um, I'm going to be honest. I, I I've said it before. I think Najee Harris is going to start uh, making his way into the top five of dynasty running backs. Uh, just in routine rankings and uh, we did have a note from Ryan McDowell this week uh, or correct me if I'm wrong it might have been last week uh, that he conducted a couple of mock drafts for DLF's ADP in the month of August and guess who made it into the first round it was Najee Harris and I think everything that we've seen so far in terms of his his workload in terms of uh, what he was able to do on that field um, it definitely it's all popping and guess what he's doing all of that with the backup offensive line um i i think i think there's a lot to be excited about here all right let me let me be a little bit of a wet blanket for a second kate right um because obviously you like Najee more than me it's not to say i don't like Najee harris i think he's gonna be fine but <laughs> the bat you you mentioned the backup offensive line right is there, mm-hmm. is there really that big of a difference between Pittsburgh's backup offensive line and their starters? Like Kendrick Green did start in that game at center. Uh, we'll see about Chuck Sakura for at left tackle. Dan Moore started. It's just a, it's not a very good offensive line, and it's it's what has me concerned about Najee's. Like his 
production in fantasy is going to have to be solely based on volume rather than efficiency. And even in this game, right, you, you had seven seven carries and uh, how many total yards did he have in this game? Kay? I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Was it like 27, something like that? Uh, I believe it was something like that. But I, I'm, I'm more encouraged by his first three carries. I think it was yes, like sure, sure. six yards, five yards, six yards on his first three carries. And um, I mean, he just he showed some nice, nice vision. Um, he just moved very well. But he did. I, I there's do no think... doubt about that. Like the talent is really good. That, that, I guess that's not my problem with all. I just I don't it's, love the situation. I know it's everything. It's everything about the offensive line. But again, yes. a, again, you don't draft players based on their offensive line. Um, you weren't drafting Saquon at his ADP because of the offensive line. That's you weren't true. drafting uh, any of these guys who you projected to be immediate three down workhorse running backs uh, based on their offensive line. So why are we doing this for Najee Harris? All right. So let's let's talk about this a little bit. So you mentioned that we think Najee's going to be going very high inside the top five running backs here soon. My problem is that some of the guys ahead of him, right? Like, Nick Chubb, right? Nick Chubb just signed a contract extension with the Browns. We could have touched on that as well, but he's there for the foreseeable future behind a great, great offensive line and a great scheme. Is there any way that you're taking Najee over Nick Chubb considering how efficient he's been over the last, I don't know, three or four years? Uh, I will, and it literally just comes down to the fact that Najee Harris is not competing for snaps. Uh, Not to say that Nick Nick Chubb is quote-unquote competing, because um, obviously that job is his. He is the, the lead sharing, running back on right. that team. But he is sharing the backfield. Sure. And he's utilized less heavily as a receiving back. So okay. though every season, I, I mean, I'm going to be projecting uh, Nick Chubb as a top-end running back. I know that there are going to be weeks where it, Kareem Hunt gets those touches. Um, I, there are no weeks where I'm projecting that uh, Najee Harris is going to be losing playing time to Kalen Balaj or um, Anthony, Anthony McFarland, McFarl- Benny yeah. Snell, yeah. I can't even imagine makes the team. <laughs> it just comes down to, um, it, you know, for fantasy football, I want the touches. And I'm I'm pretty uh, fairly certain, at least in the way that I'm looking at these players um, from a dynasty perspective and projecting them over the next couple of years, that I feel safer with Najee Harris's workload, assuming they're both healthy than I do with Nick Chubb, though Nick Chubb's going to continue to be uh, very efficient. Right. So, again, this just comes down to volume versus efficiency. And there's a chance, Kate, that we're just wrong on Najee's efficiency. Like, maybe the Pittsburgh offensive line gels and Matt Canada, the new offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh, just does a fantastic job of creating, you know, light boxes and, you know, big running lanes for Najee. And all of a sudden, rather than averaging four yards a carry, he's averaging four seven. And now we're really excited about him. So... I think Najee and how you evaluate him really comes down to how you believe Pittsburgh is going to do on offense, not only this year, but over the next couple of years. And I guess I'm just a little bit more dubious about their their potential for success. In what year. a word, dubious. I know. I love it. I try to use some new ones on Monday. Uh, let's, take one, <laughs> let's take one more quick break, and we'll come back, back and we'll talk about the guys that we're really excited to watch 
in week one of the preseason. I wanted to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action on Bet Online. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And of course, I had to tell you guys about Bilt Bar. You know this. Bilt Bar is the absolute best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste absolutely fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. All right, Kate, let's talk about the teams we are excited to see, the players we are excited to watch. Uh, why don't you go first? All right, I'm going to uh, highlight a team that I wasn't really expecting, but when I was looking over the schedule, this is the team that popped out to me because I think we have a lot to learn about this team, and I think that there's uh, a real potential for there to be some some big-time value, uh, especially for win-now teams right now in, in Dynasty um, just given the question marks about their average draft position. And I'm talking about the Tampa Bay Bucks. Mm. Never, never would you assume that, you know, you're, you're getting value out of the Tampa Bay Bucks because they seem like such a gimme. But I do think that there are a lot of underrated storylines in that offense that, I mean, there are just so many question marks. Um, you know, how are they going to be deploying these running backs? How are they going to be, uh, targeting the wide receivers, Antonio Brown. Uh, mm-hmm. We just have pretty much left him pretty much for dead, essentially, in Dynasty Fantasy Football, despite the fact that when he was on the field last season, uh, did did end up getting injured towards the end of last season, didn't finish as strong despite a touchdown in the Super Bowl, but he was the wide receiver 21 in his eight games active in the regular season last season Um, I mean there's just so many talented assets you're looking at the running back core we saw playoff Lenny come to fruition last season you have um, Ronald Jones who is I think the best pure rusher on that team you have Giovanni Bernard who is the best receiving back I want to see what who's getting these reps because they do have a lot of depth across the board I want to see who's getting the reps uh, on the back end of these this preseason one game. Um, we did hear that all of the starters are projected to play. Uh, Interesting. Up up for grabs as to how much. I'm going to guess it's you know maybe a drive that we get to see the starters. But mm-hmm. Bruce Arians does say that we are going to see uh, the the starting offense. I want to see who's left over and who's getting those those the cleanup work right because i think that's going to tell us a lot and maybe we will find some some true dynasty value because we know this offense is going to score points it's just a matter of who in the offense is going to score the points all right kate true or false antonio brown is being drafted behind denzel mims in dynasty leagues stop it is it true (laughs) it's true all right true or false kate (laughs) gabriel davis is being drafted ahead of antonio brown in dynasty leagues Oh, I have to imagine with the the current hype, it's true. 
It is true. I currently Antonio Brown is wide receiver sixty six. Uh, and you actually posted these numbers here in, the, in this Google Doc that we have, so I don't mind sharing this, right? The last eight games of the season that Antonio Brown played with Tampa Bay, 44 reception, or 45 receptions for nearly 500 yards and four touchdowns. We saw him be effective in the Super Bowl, scoring a touchdown there. I think at the very worst, you can get wide receiver three production from Antonio Brown on a really good offense for basically nothing, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, like, if, if you know... The issue is that the Antonio Brown manager probably knows what kind of value they have in Antonio Brown because yes. um, they've been they've been the beneficiary of that in those eight regular season games. Five out of ten of those, he finished with ten or more PPR points. He had two performances as a wide receiver one. And that was literally him coming off the bench, suspended for eight games, and only playing one game the previous season. He essentially came off the couch. And that's what he did. Um, Imagine more time within the offense, more time with practice, more time getting reps with Tom Brady, who just loves this guy. I'm just saying, I think we could have a a real steal for those win now teams um, that, you know, if if you're willing to send a a third round pick for Antonio Brown, you might be able to get that deal done. And you have a a really solid piece for your dynasty roster uh, that, that is going to provide weekly flex value at the least. All right. So my team that I'm excited to watch in the preseason is uh, the New York jets for a a different, I mean, several different reasons, right? Uh, First and foremost, Zach Wilson, I think he's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I can't wait to see him out there playing. And I'm, I'm assuming that we're going to see him. What do you think? Kate, at least two or three drives at the very least. I think that's fair. I think that's, uh, that's, that's pretty fair. You want to get him, uh, some extra reps. It did take him a little bit longer to uh, mm-hmm. sign his contract, correct? So I don't think he uh, got maybe as many reps as the rest of that rookie, uh, the rookie class did, because they, him and Trey Lance were a little behind the boat on their contracts. So um, I, I hope we get to see him at least two to three drives, and I think um, it, it's going to be really fun if we get to see him connect with my guy Elijah Moore right off the bat. Okay, I, I actually need to pause here for a second because as as I was talking, I was looking up uh, into, some recent Antonio Brown trades. So I'm going to go back. We we never do this in the Lockdown Dynasty podcast, but I'm going to go back. There's <laughs> a, here's some recent trades for Antonio Brown just to show you where his market is at. Antonio Brown for Russell Gage, straight up. Oh my god, that's sick. It's, yeah, Antonio Brown for Paris Campbell, straight up. That is disrespectful. Antonio Brown for a 2022 fourth round pick. Oh my gosh, yeah, guys, yeah. this is this, this is, is insane. Yeah, yeah. Antonio Brown for Samaj P. Ryan, straight up. So stop yes. it. Yes, go buy Antonio Brown. All right, go back buy to the Antonio Brown. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious, yeah. that's ridiculous. And it, it's it's insane. I mean, what are uh, you drafting in the fourth round? Nothing. I, you're not nothing. You're not drafting nothing. Uh, nine times out of ten. You're not drafting anything. Go buy Antonio Brown. Yes. Send a fourth round pick, and get the depth you need to win your title this year. Absolutely. All right. We're a little scatterbrained today, but that's okay. Uh, back to our Jets. Uh, so Zach Wilson, number one. Michael Carter, Kate, right before we jumped on the show, the Jets released their initial depth tar- chart. Michael Carter was not listed with the starters. In fact, Michael Carter wasn't even listed with the second team. He was listed as the third team running back. I'm curious to see if that's actually the case. I want to see how much he plays with the starters uh, because I have a lot of Michael Carter stock. 
And then I think the all pro of training camp so far, or the, 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 the showstopper, Elijah Moore. Every single day you log on to Twitter, Elijah Moore is doing something else fantastic. Uh, a guy that I love during the draft. I want to see him actually on an NFL field making plays. And then Denzel Mims, who we talked about just a second ago with Antonio Brown. It sounds like from all the reports out there that not only is he not running with the first team, he's not even running with the second team. So he's probably trying to find a roster spot with the Jets. Maybe he's a trade candidate down the road, but I want to see what's going on with Denzel Mims and if he's really struggling as much as all the beat reporters say. So uh, any thoughts on the Jets before we head out? I I do think this could be one of the the more underrated um, offenses this season. I think they're they are an org- organization. I've said it before. I feel like they're getting their their stuff in order, and I think that's a, a really exciting <laughs> prospect for fantasy because they do have a lot of uh, raw talent. And I think the issue has been in the past trusting the Jets as an organization to develop that talent. Um, I mm-hmm. trust the personnel they have in place a bit more than than we've seen in years past. So excited to see what this offense can do and definitely i think we should keep an eye on uh specifically michael carter like you said he's he is listed with the third team and that's interesting to me because we've heard also nothing but good things about michael carter we've heard about him working with the ones um so maybe you use this moment to capitalize because i do think michael carter is um a guy that could see 200 touches in his rookie mm-hmm. season that we're not really uh, considering to be one of those 200 touch guys at this point. So I, I we're just going to talk about this at the end of the show, but I, I don't know if you know this, Kate, but you and I are going to probably be watching the Giants and Jets game preseason game together on Saturday Oof. night. Yeah, so maybe we'll have to tweet out from the Locked On Dynasty account some of our you know live thoughts on what's going on with Michael Carter and Elijah Moore and Denzel Mims. I think that that might have to be done. That'll be a fun. That'll be a fun one. Yes, we are going to have a great time. And everybody, if you guys aren't going to the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio, this weekend, if you can possibly make it, we want to meet all of you guys. Marcus and I, we will be there. Uh, we want to we want to say hello. We want to talk some dynasty football. Uh, bring your questions. Bring whatever. We would love to hang out. So uh, we hope to see you all there. Yes, make sure you guys are following the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Kate at FF Ball Blast, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. 